This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to the Post Questionnaire. 35 questions giving us insight into what makes creative people tick. All right, Caroline. So today um, our guest is someone you met in Paris, I believe. Yeah, no, actually in the south of France. We were at a house party in the south of France on what turned out to be the hottest recorded day in French history and in the particular town we were in. Uh, so it was brutally hot. And that sort of has a way of bringing people together. Uh, we have a very good mutual friend who is hosting the house party, but uh, the whole uh, set of guests really bonded because we were all just so miserable. And I remember Youssef, um, a really interesting uh, amazingly accomplished for his still young age uh, artist was had nothing but black clothes the entire time and kind of standing around in the beating hot sun everywhere and you know black t-shirts black jeans I, I sort of my heart went out to him immediately and it turned out that he's just fantastic to talk to um, and again a really uh, impressive artist with a big career he's got a show opening at the Palazzo Grassi in Venice this month of March 2020 uh, and that's a rare thing to have a solo show like that when you're a youngish artist, he's in his 40s. So. And he's a, f a photographer who draws on his own heritage. He's Egyptian, um, but lives in New York and Paris, mostly in Paris now. And he's made movies, and he actually is, I think, going more into filmmaking. That's correct. And one of the things I think he talks about with us in this interview is the influence of films on his emergence and development as a as a photographer and as an artist. So that's going to be something that will be interesting to, to follow in his career as he moves ahead. Well, I'm really glad you met him on the hottest day in France. I'm glad he and I both <laughs> live to tell the tale, and uh, he's a wonderful person, so this is a fun one. Thank you so much for joining us today, all the way from Paris. Uh, let's get started with a few questions. We're really thrilled that you could make time for us while you're here in New York. Thank okay. you. Hi, Yusuf. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. So um, we're going to start with the first question on the post questionnaire, which is, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Um, my idea of perfect happiness, I think, is uh, when I know that everyone I love is happy. Nice. <laughs> happy in life. Yeah. <laughs> what is your greatest fear? 
Um, going crazy. <laughs> really? <laughs> crazy in what way? Okay. No, I mean, wow. losing your mind or going crazy. I mean, oh. I've seen people happening to them with age, whether it's sure. Alzheimer's or anything else. And I think that's the worst thing that could happen to anyone. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, no. Um, yeah. All right. So, well, luckily craziness shouldn't qualify under this question, but you'll tell me, what is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Overthinking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I tend to think a lot sometimes about something, and sometimes it's um, it's better not to think about it. So. Yeah. 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 No, that kind of obsessive loop. Right. Um, well, going crazy would save you from that. I suppose. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, how about what is the trait you most deplore in other people? Arrogance and selfishness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which living person do you most admire? My mother. Oh, can you tell us a little bit about her? Uh, well, my mother always um, encouraged me. Um, I think she knows me better than anyone else, like most, like most mothers. Uh, but also that she, um, I think she has a difficult life. She had a difficult life, uh, whether um, relationship with my dad or mm. uh, as a cancer survivor. Um, three times. So, oh. yeah, I love my mom. Yeah, all right. Yusuf, what is your greatest extravagance? Travel. I like traveling. And um, I also love watching old films that I like, I love, on um, with projector I have on big walls in my apartment in Paris. So that's like what I like to do most of the evenings. I love watching old Fellini movies or Pasolini or American movies, um, classic ones most of the time. And uh, watching them on big screen is something that makes me really um, happy. We want to come over. Come. I know. Anytime. That sounds great. Oh my gosh. Watching Fellini yeah, in a on a Paris apartment. Well, on a, in a Paris mean. apartment with Yusuf. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, that's great. Anytime. Um, all right. What is your current state of mind? Trying to be at peace. And how's that going? <laughs> well, it's it's a, it's a, it's a constant work. I think it's a daily work for everyone. You know, just try to um, keep your mind at peace. Is it linked to the overthinking part? Definitely, it's yeah. overthinking, but also maybe when you have lots of things happening, travel, jet lag. You know. Um, Yusuf, what do you consider the most overrated virtue? Um, I don't know if beauty is a virtue. Mm. Is it a virtue? Could be, maybe. Yeah. We've had actually. Yeah, could be. One, my my husband did this podcast, and he said beauty was the most overrated virtue, yeah. which I sort of took personally. No, <laughs> I think, no, no. I think yeah, physical beauty. Like since people want always to mm. um, want always to um, maybe look better or change parts of their face or the body, and the, mm. the idea of always trying to look like a model that you have in mind of perfect beauty. Mm -hmm. I think everyone is beautiful and I think, you know, we tend to judge other people, um, society and fashion. Coming from you too, as a, you know, as a visual person, as a photographer, how do you kind of work within those parameters? I mean, having seen much of your work, it's, it's so beautiful, but I wouldn't say that it's, 
you don't come across as someone who's at all interested in kind of conventional yeah. magazine, glossy magazine beauty. No, it, yeah, it's more about the physical beauty that I, I think it's, we talk a lot about it, mm-hmm. whether in the media or, or in, again, in magazines or in society, you know. And um, I don't think we should be talking about it like that or giving giving it this importance. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. On what occasion do you lie? To avoid hurting someone. Yeah. That always <laughs> seems to me like a fair one. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> now back to physical beauty. Mm-hmm. What do you most dislike about your appearance? Oh, I would like to have some hair. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> but again, just, I just said that we shouldn't we be judging look, other people. We think you look great. <laughs> I know. Uh, thank listeners you. can see you right now, but well, thank you so why much. would you want hair? I know. I don't know. I think, <laughs> well, it's a good question, actually. Why would I want hair again? Um, it's, it's just maybe it's a lot of effort for me to have to shave my, shave my hair every mm. three days. Mm. Oh. Um, yeah, so, yeah, getting bald is not something that uh, I was ready for at the start of a 10 years ago, so I was in my 30s, and yeah. Yeah. It's funny, I always assumed that being bald would mean less time having to worry about preparing your head for the world. Yeah, it's one less thing that I don't really think of anymore. I don't go to um, um, hairdresser or, you know, I don't think about it. just buzz it, and that's it. It takes two minutes. Yeah, but every three days, I guess it's comforting for me to hear that, who I'm not bald yet, that there is some maintenance (laughs) at least with that. It's an odd question. We always find this question odd. I know, yeah. Because it's strangely superficial, we think, and then it's not actually. Yeah. Right? It's a really strange question, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we talk about that a lot, that you know, this questionnaire, Proust first answered it in the late 1880s and then early 1890s when he was a young man, and some of the questions feel very uh, dated. Um, this one yeah. feels, though, in a weird way, very modern because of what we were just talking right. about, about the emphasis in our society exactly. on appearances. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you said, which living person do you most despise? Oh, God. Um... I would say, I don't have one person, but I would say any politician who chose war over peace. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's one of the dated questions, um, because it's so gendered. What is the quality you most like in a man? Honesty. Okay. What is the quality you most like in a woman? Courage. It takes a lot of courage to be a woman. Um, all her life and many parts in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which words or phrases do you think you most overuse? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have more than one. I just, I, I think I say a lot, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and please and okay. All right. The three out of four seem very polite and yeah. Appropriate. Which, which one's not polite or appropriate? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh I my feel god. like that's my worst one. Or, oh yeah, you oh, said a lot. In texts too yeah. all the time. Oh what do you say? You say thank you too much. In the moments when you don't think you need to say, say it? No, I don't do it like um, a lot. But I think, for example, for in, in emails, I notice like I always say thank you at the end of emails and people don't say thank you. And, and I, you know, I always say thank you first for sending me the email. Thank you for reading. I, I notice no one does that. <laughs> no one is thanking you back. No, no one say you're welcome or something. 
<laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, I have a friend who always said that her on her gravestone they were just going to put thanks, sorry. Oh, it's like oh thanks, oh sorry, oh important. thanks for holding the door, sorry. oh sorry, I'm walking ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Maybe people don't thank or apologize enough in return. Um, who or what is the greatest love of your life? Uh, my work, my art. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, that's always been so, right? I know I've t- you and I have talked a little bit before about the sort of the the genesis of your career, but can you share a little bit with us about kind of when you, how and when you decided to do the particular kind of art that you do? Yeah, I mean, I was very young. I was 19 uh, when I started photographing my friends and my family, friends from school, um, in, this, in scenes that um, I directed, like, like mo- the movies I love. Mm. Um, and then after I had the need to see my work in, in color, so I decided to hand paint the black and white photographs I took using the same old technique of hand painting photography. Um, so it's been a lot of, um, I'm 47 in one month now, so it's been almost 28 years that I'm doing this. Um, and I was refusing every art school <laughs> in Egypt, every cinema school everywhere. Um, so yeah, I think it's someone needs to really love what he's doing in order to continue in order, order to, um, yeah, n- when you know exactly what you want and you, everyone is telling you no, you cannot do it, but you, you believe that you can do it. It's a, there's a famous quote in one of the letters that Rilke wrote to a very young poet, so a 16-year-old mm-hmm. boy who writes to him and says, I'm writing poetry, should I continue? And he says, really ask yourself, and he asked in this really extreme way, he said, would you have to die if you were not writing poetry? Yeah. And if you don't say yes to this question, you should not become a poet. Mm. Mm. But in some ways to listen to you say your love and it's 28 years, that's a long time actually. In some ways if you think about a lot of our loves don't yeah. last that long. It's actually it's quite true. nice to hear that, right? To, yeah. It's a, it's a long time to have a love. <laughs> Very true. Does it make you happy? It's my reason to live, I think. Oh, okay. it's, um, it makes me happy, definitely. I like... Uh, watching people I love anything visual and I always love that mm. so um, yeah yeah no that's a good love story You're right. <laughs> yeah, right. 28 years and counting um, when and where were you happiest um, I think as a kid in our first house in Egypt it was the 70s or 80s I was surrounded by my mom my dad my twin brother and my little sister but soon everyone left and got married and, and it left mm. To, to Europe and then to the States for my work and um, my parents have divorced. So it's like um, this one idea of uh, uh, when um, you felt safe and protected in life. Yeah. But um, we're still together in, in a different way. Yeah. Well, that that part is good. Proust, now Uli and I are just quoting our own favorite writers, but Proust has a great line that says the... Um, the only true paradises are the ones that we've lost. And I kind That's of, I true. love that of looking back to a moment in childhood, a moment mm-hmm. in your family history. It's um, it's a little sad. It's very French in that way, but um, but very beautiful. Um, this seems like a ridiculous talent, a question to ask to you uh, with all the talent that you have, but which talent would you most like to have, presumably that you do not currently have? I would say playing an instrument, mm. maybe the piano or guitar. Yeah. I love both of them. 
And you've never taken lessons or no, tried here and there? No, I never tried, actually. Yeah. No, no. Maybe when Maybe you were It's easy. I don't know. So this is this is <laughs> the podcast where people start new things. So yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can start. You're young. That's right. <laughs> Playing the piano, maybe. A second uh, yeah. love and a second a love. second love at a second age. My, yeah, a very friend, good friend of mine called <laughs> exactly. it when I met my current husband. He's like, oh, darling, there's nothing better than middle-aged love. And there that sounded so depressing, but actually he really had a point. So maybe, yeah, an instrument can be your middle-aged second love. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um, I think it's related to the overthinking. And I think that like overthinking or worrying too much. Maybe it's playing that starting the piano would be good. You may be really bad at it. And then you would not, yeah, have, you couldn't it think. Would definitely it doesn't leave you time to think. If you do something <laughs> that's really, really hard and you're not good at it, yeah, it's actually a way to get you out of your mind sometimes. Yeah, I meditate you, now. So oh, really? Helps. Mm, when did you start doing that? I actually started about um, three years ago. Mm. And it was at the David Lynch Foundation. Oh, TM. Yeah, Bob exactly. Rock. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, he uh, taught me how to meditate as well. You too, yeah. Yes. And the crazy thing is I went there um, and um, I found my book in their office. Nice. So, um, yeah, it was one on one on one you know we uh, they give me kind of private lessons or yeah. something but it was a sign that i belonged to there when i saw the book there i was like sure. this is i feel already at, at home i feel <laughs> relaxed already well that's so great <laughs> i'm gonna say an inappropriately narcissistic competitive thing i did not find my book it's funny no, i was secretly thinking i wonder if they have one of my books <laughs> and i know that my book was not known to oh these people my God. so i needed to meditate a lot more on that right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> now, if I visit, I'll have to really work through that. But but that's really neat. And so it's a daily – Do they? I, I have friends who have done TM, and yeah. my dad did it for a long time, but I've forgotten of the different modalities of meditation. How does that one – do they give you a mantra? Yeah, they okay. give me a mantra. And it's a secret mantra? It is. I'm okay. not supposed to say it. All right. Not on the radio. It's okay. Not to anyone. <laughs> All right. It's not on the questionnaire, so we can't really ask anyway. But has it helped you to not overthink things definitely. in a way? No, definitely. I oh, just not, did it today, actually. It's just um, sitting in in the car hmm. I, I, it's, it helps a lot um, Yusuf what do you consider your greatest achievement I think I was uh, realizing my dream of becoming an artist yeah yeah, right. yeah. that's great um, if you were to die and come back as a different person or a thing what or who would that be it would be a palm tree near the Nile Oh, wow. <laughs> that is great. Does your meditation practice, does it give you that sense of connectedness to yeah. herbal life, botanical I mean, the life? The idea of not to think too much when you're doing it, but sometimes yeah. I, I, I feel myself like traveling, going somewhere, having one vision for one second of, really? of Egypt or France or New York or yeah. my family. So I, I really recommend it to everyone. Yeah. Um, where would you most like to live? On a Greek island. Oh. I was there recently. Um, my father's half Greek, but I was there recently. I love the islands in Greece. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just sound, it looks like the perfect life. You just have everything perfect. You have the best sea, the best food, the sun, best weather. Mm -hmm. People are nice. Things are very simple. And um, we don't need much to be happy in life. Yeah. Oh, that is very appealing and very different to Paris or New York, for yeah. instance. 
I don't think we're supposed to live on top of each other and build big, big buildings like we do in big cities, but um, for now, I'm I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. At least you've got your big screen. That, yes. that would probably be harder to have on a Greek island. Exactly. Not impossible. Um, what is your most treasured possession? So it has to be like a physical possession? No, it can be anything. Um, that's a hard question because sometimes little things are the greatest things you... Um, you own, um, but I guess the painting of Julio Galan, an artist that I love uh, from Mexico, mm. from from Monterrey, who passed away 2006, he was young. But um, I knew of Julio's work when I was just starting my, my career. And um, with my first exhibition, I was compared to him, to his work, and many people came after that in my life that knew Julio, worked with him, and told me the same thing, thinking that I don't know who he is. Huh. And then um, I always wanted to own a painting by him, and, and I did. So, um, yeah, I'm, I think it's something that um, uh, close to my heart, because I feel, although we never met, that uh, we were somehow somewhere connected. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Nice. Depending on our capacities with technology, maybe at some point on our website, if you are willing to send us a little snapshot of, of that course, painting, yeah. we could yeah. put it up somehow. It would be really right. cool yeah. to have that visual, I think. Um, what do you regard, Yusuf, as the lowest depth of misery? God, uh, being alone and forgotten. Yeah. How are you with that? I don't think I want that to anyone, to happen to anyone. Yeah. Mm. Um, you say, what is your favorite occupation? And we think this means what would be your favorite occupation? Or is it what you're doing right now? No, it is definitely related to what I'm doing. I like meeting people. I like directing people. So I think film directing, mm -hmm. I, I did two films now. And um, I really enjoy doing it, really? doing them, yeah. And meeting people and directing them and, and seeing... Um, um, the film in the editing room and create more. I, I love this process. So I I guess it will be um, film director and also while working in my studio um, and playing um, old uh, cassette cassette tapes on my... Uh, nice. Um, Do you have like a tape recorder yeah, or a boombox or something? Yeah, a cassette player. Yeah. So I love that. It reminds me of myself when I was starting my work because they all come from the 80s and 90s and, and I think it was the best musicals also. I'm so with you on that point. I mean, Uli, we're from that generation. Do I you? didn't keep one cassette tape. I threw all of them out. I don't know where mine are, but I have so many treasured <laughs> ones. Yeah. You know, mixtapes. Yeah. But the, the, the sound is different and I love the, the sound. Yeah. The sound. Like I mean, the, I have them also on CDs, but I kind of prefer to play the tape. Really? Play side B and side A and flip right. over, click it in that. and out. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, we want to come over for that too. Please. I'm going to see if I've got some tapes that we can play <laughs> as well from the 80s. What is your most marked characteristic? Which I think means, um, we think it means, what do people notice about you right away? Other people. Self determined. Okay. Huh. In the sense of your yeah. dedication to your work? Yeah. Work? And, doing what I'm doing and knowing that I want to do that and uh, not uh, um, not listening to anyone. All right. <laughs> what do you most value in your friends? 
loyalty. Right. Yeah. Do you have a hero in fiction, and we may add also in film, a, fi a fictional person? Um, in fiction? It could yeah. be in film also. Or also TV. An invented person. Tarzan. Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? Because of the leopard pelt? Because, no, the whole idea of courage, uh, living in nature. Which historical figure do you most identify with? They're uh, a real person in, the, in history. The poet Rimbaud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. The idea of um, leaving home and traveling and uh, disappearing or dying young is something that uh, marked me really deeply. But mainly the idea of uh, being a poet and um, traveling the world because I travel a lot and uh, yeah. I love his poetry also. Oh, yeah. yeah. My God. Yeah. No, I think we missed favorite writers, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm guessing then he's one of yours. He's one of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Albert Camus also. Great. Great. <laughs> oh, we didn't do favorite writers. You want uh, to go back to that? That's yeah. all right. No, we just got them. <laughs> okay. um, who are your heroes in real life? My mother and Frida Kahlo. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Good. I like Frida's work because she um, um, transformed her pain into art. And I think um, um, it's, the idea is beautiful, what, what she did. And also um, being a woman doing what she did and not even, um, um, she became known only recently yeah. outside of her country. Yeah. No, and it gets back to what you were saying about women encouraged too, yeah. I think, right? To assume that role of course. in that society as a woman is, um, yeah. that's great. What are your favorite names? I like Oliver. Okay. And... Um, Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> no, recently. Gloria. Isn't that a pop song? Yeah. In the 90s. You, you can tell I love the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. That, you I do. Think I you? got your number. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Totally. Uh, yeah, Oliver. Okay. Fully's <laughs> right. favorite occupation is 80s singer, I guess. <laughs> All right. I think we're down to this one. I don't think if I have a kid, I would call her Gloria, but I love the name. I love that name. Yeah, too. I love Gloria. Yeah. 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 And Oliver was my grandfather's name, actually. Glo Oliver? Oliver? Yeah. Oh. Not, Gloria was not my grandfather's <laughs> name. Um, what is it that you most dislike? Many things. Um, snakes, <laughs> guns, uh, glass stairs and glass floors, artificial orange juice. Okay. When you go <laughs> to a hotel and they tell you it's freshly squeezed. Oh, yeah. Actually, no. <laughs> um, cigarettes. Mm. I don't like the smell. Mosquitoes and flying drones. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. The idea of flying drones is really um, freaky still. What is your greatest regret? Not spending much time with my family. Mm. I had to leave um, many times for my work and to live abroad and um, come back to Egypt. And then just suddenly you realize your parents are older and old and um, I missed maybe 20 years of not being with them yeah. is something I regret. Um, how would you like to die? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> Please. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So um, I would say peacefully, quickly, and in my sleep. I did a self-portrait called um, Hope to Die in My Sleep. Oh, all right. That's another one we need to put on. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And did it pick did it pick to you peaceful and sleeping? Sleeping, yeah. yeah. I did sleeping. Yeah. 
What is your motto, Youssef? My motto is, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. And if it's not meant to happen, something else will happen. Oh. Can you give it to us again, this motto? To say it again? Yeah, say it again, yeah. If it's meant to happen, it it will happen. And if it's not meant to happen, something else will happen. That's so great. That's such a nice... The second part of that is Mm -hmm. so helpful. Because, you know, one hears, well, if it's meant to be, it will happen. But that often feels kind of defeatist, and I think you're right that it actually obscures what so often does happen, which is yeah. the thing that you wanted to happen that doesn't occur opens up the space for something else that you never anticipated. Exactly. Um, like you applying to all the art schools in Egypt and then getting this career that's so incredible, but that wasn't what you were originally yeah, hoping would happen. Exactly, yeah. And I always lived with that uh, idea that I don't really um, regret or get upset if something doesn't happen because if it's a job or anything, you know, um, or a trip or or someone I thought uh, she or he is a friend or something like that because I feel that um, um, everything is for a reason and if it's, again, meant to happen that it's maybe good for you and it doesn't happen, you have to believe that something better, uh, yeah. opening up uh, in a different direction you didn't think of. That's really great. Definitely. That might be my favorite one we've heard. Because, you know, we do this um, questionnaire to talk to people who are adding something positive to the world. Yeah. Creative people, but, you know, some are very well-known, some are not well-known at all. But Carol and I are interested in people who are really contributing something and they define what that is. It's not sort of always fits into categories. Is there someone you think you would like to hear answer these questions? Someone you can think of who we should have on this um, podcast? Um, I would say um, Marina Abramovic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not just because she's a friend, but she's someone who um, um, I admire her opinion about uh, many issues and she's very deep and she's very um, honest about her opinion and just answering this question knowing the life she had um, Uh would be very interesting oh that's fantastic that's a great idea we'll put that on our fantasy list now she's in New York yeah oh great (laughs) it's all you (laughs) well Yusuf thank you so much it was really wonderful to talk to you today thank you thank you for having me yeah thank you and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about all your answers that's what Carolyn and I always do we have this conversation and then this is the beginning of a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Right? We're left with these answers, <laughs> but they don't want to answer. They actually open something up. Yeah. I'm no. happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. no, thank you. Maybe we'll have a reunion interview uh, Post, some years Post from actually did this questionnaire several times. He did it a few times, and some, it was oh, interesting yeah. <laughs> to see how his answers changed slightly. Um, but, yeah, so maybe. You're off the hook. We won't badger you about it again, <laughs> but if you ever want to come back and do it again, no, that'd be fun. With great pleasure. Thank All you right. so much. <laughs> you thank, said, you. thank you. Thank you.